SBN News, Episode 22. Network News, highlighting awesome Savage World content and news shared by publishers, licensees, and fans with your hosts, Christian Serrano and Ron Blessing. Hey folks, this is Christian Serrano, and we've got a really good, meaty show for you today. We took a break on the Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, so we got some catching up to do. Ron, how's your Thanksgiving? You know, it was awesome. There was turkey to be had. I did get to have my favorite uh, turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce sandwich, which was nice. amazeballs. That does sound amazeballs. Oh, man, with a little bit of mayo on both sides of the bread. I'm nice. telling you, man. So uh, before we get into the regular news, I want to say how pleased I am to hear that the community stepped up and we are going to be uh, keeping Savagepedia. That was really cool. So um, it was uh, – I, I I feel ashamed saying this. I only know him as 007 on the uh, peg forums. But uh, basically, he put a call out to uh, help with funding another year of Savagepedia over on, on, I forgot the name of the wiki platform that they use. And, um, you know, at first I was a little worried because I, when I first got into Savage World, Savagepedia was sort of my haven. It was my go-to place. And right. I, I always felt that that was a good thing for a lot of people uh, coming into Savage Worlds to, to reference and to get into. So the call went out, and I, I reshared it via Savage Bloggers Network over on Google Plus as well, and um, it got funded pretty quickly. I mean, he he funded the money, but people just reimbursed him. You know, they 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 sent him money through PayPal, and he's actually got surplus now even for next year. And he said any additional money that he might get uh, that potentially comes in, he'll just save it, put it aside for next year. Uh, so good going, community. That's really awesome. That's good times. Very good yeah. times. Have you used Savagepedia in the past? You know, it's funny because um, when I was first doing all my my searching uh, with Savage Worlds, right? Um, I was already, or, or when Savagepedia came out specifically, I was already kind of ingrained in the community. Yeah, um, and I was really into uh, Shark Bites back then. I remember that. Yeah, which was the original Savage Worlds fanzine. Right. And uh, really, everything was happening on the forum. So, and it's going to make me sound old, but Savagepedia was kind of a new idea. Oh, interesting. And and I was there when when you know they started you know trying to get people to add content and all that stuff. So, I have an old account, but I, I have to confess I didn't use it a whole lot. But not because of the quality as a resource. I actually sent a lot of people to Savagepedia. Right, right. Um, we talked about it quite a bit on the Games of Thing and and uh, that sort of thing, and, and Smiling Jack's Bar and Grill. And um, it's a great resource. It's a phenomenal resource. And uh, I won't say I've never used it before, but I just don't – I didn't I didn't have to do that digging because – Yeah, you were uh, there when from the kind of <laughs> – yeah. Yeah, I dug it. <laughs> <laughs> you dug it. The you, the one thing I, I was thinking about is um, it, it seems like it hasn't been updated in, in quite some time. I right. mean, I've, I've done some minor updates and, and whatnot to it. But, um, you know, I think it would be really cool if, if we could do some sort of call out to the community to help add and update the information that's on there. Well, it's my hope that because 
you know, this spotlight has been shined on it. Yeah. I mean, it was on the, the, the peg splash page and, and all that stuff. Um, I'm hoping that the community goes back to it. I yeah. actually have a couple things I want to add. I have a, a, uh, a character sheet that I use at my games that I, I think I want to add to it. Very nice. And um, it's not as pretty as the one we're going to talk about today, but it's a very awesome functional character sheet. Oh, very cool. And uh, so so I'm hoping that people like it. There's some new official material, too, that should be out of there, too, or linked yeah. to. You know, yep. and, and, and so I think it'd be good to get it updated. Yeah. I've even thought about taking some of my Savage blog posts and, and putting them into a document format and putting them up there. Oh, that'd be fantastic. So we'll see. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, so we, uh, I know, I feel like almost every episode we talk about cast of cards. It's because these guys come out with amazing content. I swear we're not shilling for them. I swear. Yeah. Uh, but yes, they do come out. Although, with yeah. Although if they would like us to show for them for a small fee. Yeah. Right. Like, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But why would they pay us? They wouldn't pay us because we already talk about them every week. I know. I know. <laughs> you guys are going to talk about us anyway. Shut up and yeah. All right, so uh, so cast of cards. They've this is this is pretty big news. So um, uh, we've got some more licensed uh, content for cast of cards. In this case, we have the science fiction companion two decks. The first being Travelers and Xenos. Yep. Uh, the second deck being um, a, I guess more Travelers and Xenos. Yeah, and then robots. plus robots. Right. Yeah. So uh, so that's really cool. So if you're into the science fiction companion and you want some of those cards for yourself for for running your sci-fi games, uh, go go get those cards. And uh, I just I just picked up uh, just as you've picked up before the uh, the Savage Worlds core uh, monsters and and mundane um, creatures. Um, so what I love about what they're doing with this licensed stuff, like the Savage Core and all that, yeah, is that they manage to keep their trade dress, meaning the cards look like cast of cards cards, and still manage to evoke the feel of their license. In yes. other words, it really feels like it came right out of the the Savage Worlds Deluxe book to have those. Yes. And and the the, the sci fi companion ones have been no different. Right. Right, and so, uh, so the other thing that, that they're working on, uh, this was announced by Winter Eternal. We got a link. We'll, we'll have a link to the Google Plus post where he has uh, an actual um, image, a sample template of what the card looks like. But they're going to be doing nine decks of cards, supposedly, for Winter Eternal, and it looks like it came right out of Winter Eternal yeah. as far as, as, far as that, that trade dress. Uh, so, totally uh, cool. I think it's safe to say that cast of cards is, is a success as a product line. I would love to see them find a way into stores and and sell like lots of them. Oh yeah, meaning like decks together, lots, not a lot. Right. I mean, I'd like to see them sell a lot, but I mean, sell them in lots. <laughs> Just as long as it's not like booster packs. No, 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 yeah. nothing random. For God's sake, no. No. <laughs> No, um, like, yeah, you buy you buy a deck of this or a deck of that or or you know right. here's everything by say you know I don't here's everything fantasy related you know yeah that would be pretty cool. Well, speaking of someone we seem to be talking about every episode, Richard Wilcock is at it again. I know he's an animal. This guy is is an animal. He is a machine. Yeah, um, he's what we used to say about about Wiggy with his machineness. That's right. Um, he he puts out constant content um 
good quality content. And here he's kind of, there, there's two articles. One is where he reverse engineered um, or he's reverse engineering what puts together a setting book because right. of a project that he's working on. And he literally breaks down like this much of the setting book is this many pages and this much of the setting book is that many pages. Yeah, he'll do like a range of pages. Yeah. Now, I don't know how useful it is and how many pages it should be because I think you get into trouble when you're like, all right, my this section needs to be 12 pages and yeah. oh crap, I need more content. You're writing unnecessarily much. or you're writing too little right, or right. whatever. Yeah. But I like the fact that he talks about what sections are in each book. Yeah. And I think that's a great lesson. Yeah. Um, especially if you're kind of new in the Savage Worlds and you want to put something together, I think that's great. Um, so yeah. yet another resource that I think publishers should should give a look at before they uh, go publishing. Yeah, and then and I, I did that for. Um, I actually followed similar patterns for my for my um, like fan based stuff that I've created either personally or or publicly. Right, right. And um, uh, you know, but it's kind of neat to see something unofficially sort of codified. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, for for anybody who's looking to like what what do common setting books look like you know are, are they consistent and they are typically right right um so yeah one of the uh, the other the other article he did is talking about how important attributes are uh there have been um some people that have said in my opinion incorrectly yeah that attributes are not important in the game um regardless of the fact that you're supposed to constantly be making vigor checks spirit checks right agility uh, you know agility checks right. smart, smart checks. checks yeah i mean they're all they're all used on a regular <laughs> basis yeah so i don't know where that notion is coming from and i'd love to find out what these people are doing at their table but right it has been a thing that's come up and honestly it's been a pattern over the years there's there the, uh, there are groups of people that suddenly bring this up again right and um, so he actually does an article explaining why um, attributes are important to the game. Yeah, and uh, covers it if well. You're, too. Yeah, if you're if you're confused as to why attributes are important, or if you need to be reminded, um, definitely go check out that blog post as well. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So history nerd, something cool for you. So yeah, so uh, so the next item we got. Um, this kind of flew in a little bit under the radar, so to speak. It didn't get a whole lot of, um, I guess, fanfare along with it. But this is the Ultimate Celts Guide, and it came from Mystical Throne Entertainment. And the Ultimate Celts Guide was intriguing to me because uh, sometime back, a long time back, when I first got into D&D 3rd Edition, D20 was the big thing. And, uh, and my GM was really, really into Celtic mythology and lore and so on. And there was a D20 Celtic supplement that I got for him as a, I think it was a Christmas present or a birthday present or something like that. And so when I saw this, my first reaction was, if I were to get him into Savage Worlds, if I were ever to like reach out to him and, and, and get back in touch with him and try to get him into Savage Worlds, this might be the supplement to do it with. Because it is, it's basically a guide that you can pull from that uh, lore, that mythology, you know, that's, you know history of, of Celtic, um, Celtic culture and, and bring it into your Savage Worlds game. And I think that's really cool. In fact, I would like to see more of this for other cultures as well. Well, they did a Knights Templar one mm-hmm. that was written yeah. by our buddy Charles White. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's out there as well. Um, 
they've done some other interesting ultimate guides too. Uh, the mass battles one. Uh, mm-hmm. They did one on pirates, which I would count as a cultural type of guide. Yeah, I think they did one uh, on um, three kingdoms. They did one on on Greek mythology too, didn't they? They Mythos? did one on the Mongols, the Romans. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Roman Legion one would be interesting to kind of go along with uh, Weird Wars Rome. Yeah, yeah. If Actually, the, the Celts one technically as well. Fair enough. No, absolutely, right? you're right. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I think I think that's pretty cool. I so, think it's awesome, and people should definitely check it out. And I'm now going to go check it out because you convinced me at first. I'm like, ah, history. Right. And now we get to talk about it, and I'm like, oh, interesting. Yes. <laughs> this next one is – is this actually looks really cool. If you're a fan – This of- almost made me cry. <laughs> this so, is so pretty. It almost made me cry. I know. Go ahead. I know. So this is, <laughs> this is from Gramel, and if you're a fan of Burn Notice or, uh, or maybe even Narcos – uh, on Netflix, or uh, I'm going to say it, Archer Vice, you, you probably want to pick this up. Ron, do you want to talk about this one? Yeah, uh, Tropicana. This is essentially um, Burn Notice, the role-playing game. It's got this very kind of a Grand Theft Auto, uh, the the Miami-style one, a Vice City um, look to it, uh, as far as the art. And... Uh, all that stuff that that, that that happens down there, as far as uh, stories go, they say Miami Vice, Burn Notice, I'm sure Grand Theft Auto Vice City, uh, and all these different things. Uh, it's basically that game where you could play a burned agent, or you can play that down-on-his-luck PI, or any of those types of things that, that will uh, end in guns and explosions. Uh, this is the game for you. And, and, and it did make me kind of tear up a little bit when I saw it. I was like, I have to have this. Nice. Yeah, I grabbed and it. And Grimmel sent out this uh, coupon code to people that have bought their other products. So I got 47 coupons. I'm just kidding. I got the one. but <laughs> <laughs> I got the one coupon, and I went. Nice. And I jumped on it. It was the one of the fastest purchases I've ever made in Savage World. I, I want to see hindrances that are like, you know, addicted to like explosives. Or, right. you know, like uh, always has to have a mojito, <laughs> you know. Right, or or yogurt. <laughs> or yogurt, right. Yeah, we yeah, need your, a, only, your only diet is yogurt. <laughs> well, during the mission, you eat yogurt. After the mission, you sit down and you have a mojito. A mojito. That's right, exactly. That's the way you're supposed to do it. That's the way you do it. <laughs> but, Absolutely. But very cool and, and very exciting. Yeah, yeah. So there's some cool content uh, coming from the community as well. Um, otherwise, there's always cool content coming from, from, from the community. And we just talked about Richard Wilcox. So. But Frank Turfler, uh, he created this really cool little character sheet that it was heavily inspired. And in fact, some, I think some of the imagery was drawn from the original like basic D&D you know, design. Uh, the typography, the layout, it's very open space, you know, like a lot of open white space, very minimalist. Uh, sort of design look and feel. And so he put up, he had originally put up a first draft and got some feedback from the community, from, from people who saw it. And he was just kind of quickly iterating on it and making enhancements and additions and so on. It's kind of cool to watch how that happened too. It is. Yeah. And and it was really cool that he was so responsive, positively responsive, not like, you know, shut up. This is mine, you know? Right. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, it's a really cool looking character sheet. So if you want that really old school feel, with your next Savage Worlds fantasy game, go download a copy of this fan- of this uh, fantasy uh, character sheet. He's got it in PDF format. Uh, we got a link to it in the show notes, and um, 
it, it's it's pretty fun looking, and I, I plan to use it at different. It's, it'll be really good with uh, Dave Olson's um, uh, his new like old school fantasy adventures, or even Reality Blur's you know old school fantasy stuff. I would also use it with Lankmar or yes, um, you know uh, Shintar or any of those. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah. it's pretty suitable for, sure. for for anything. So all you need is the uh, classic dice to go with it. Oh my god, yeah, you need the yeah. uh, the the crayon dice. Yeah, the crayon dice, right? That also seem to be made out of crayons. Right. You like <laughs> roll right. them on a table a couple times, and they fall crack. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Awesome sauce. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of fantasy, yeah. Speaking of fantasy. Um, Amethyst, which is a setting that's been around for quite a while, mm-hmm. um, they've, they've made several versions of it uh, over time. They did a Kickstarter and, and all this, um, has come to Savage Worlds. I should say that there's also uh, Fourth Edition, which I think was the original version of it. Right. They did Pathfinder. They've uh, they've got D&D Next, which is Fifth Edition, Thirteenth um, Age, Fate Core. I think there's a Fate Accelerated version. I think so, yeah. And now this is going to be a Savage uh, version. That actually came out, as we record this, I think it came out either yesterday or today. Right. And and uh, looks really neat. It's two books. There's a player's guide and a world guide. Mm-hmm. You need both if you're going to be the game master. And um, basically, this is a setting where... You know, humanity was kind of tooling along on our Earth, and then fantasy stuff shows up. Right. And they go into this 500-year war because um, only one can remain, science and technology or magic and, you know, elves and stuff. Uh, Can't we just all get along? (laughs) Right. Can't we all just get along? Yeah. And so there's this kind of war that's been going on. So it's futuristic, but nothing like a Shadowrun type of thing, more of... uh, a more straight setting. It doesn't have that whole cyberpunk feel to it. Right. Right. And uh, it seems really neat. And I'm excited that there's a Savage Worlds version. So I, I definitely think uh, we should check that out and yeah. get more info on it. Yeah. The concept looks really cool. A couple of people have already chimed in on, on comments on Google Plus uh, saying that it's a good setting, um, really intriguing and and uh, pretty fun. So, uh yeah, so going back onto the community side of things, uh, podcast we got, stuff. yeah, two podcast updates. Um, one is from Eric Lamro. He's been doing his uh, his his podcast, actual play podcast, The Beggar King, which is a, a Beast and Barbarians actual play. And so episode two ha- rolled out uh, sometime between our last episode and and this one. I don't remember exactly the date, but it's available. Go check it out. I'm assuming episode three should be rolling out this week. Because uh, I think they come out on Thursdays or Fridays. Uh, so when I say this week, I mean as we're recording. As long as the hack that's supposed to be editing Simply Savage isn't doing it, then it might take forever. D- that's right. Yeah, that guy. Sorry, folks. I need, I need to fire him. <laughs> we do have yeah, an episode of Simply Savage waiting in the queue. It may happen one day. One day. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so check that out. And the second thing that came out, this actually dropped today as we're recording. Smiling Jack's Bar and Grill is back with episode 29. Uh, it's titled What's Old is New Again. And it's Chris Fox and Chris Landauer. Did yeah, the it? Savage yeah. Mommy and Chris Landauer from yeah. the Rocky Mountain Savages. So there's some changes in, in the structure. Uh, yeah. Justin is is stepping down for a while. We don't know how long. Uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of stepped away, but he, he's left the door open. Yeah, 
Yeah, so they're to, uh, to return to return, right? And um, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious to see what direction this is going to go in. And, it, it looks uh, it looks interesting. Um, they're doing they're kind of going with it seems like they're going with like an advice type of thing. Yeah. Um, so you know, I hope that works out for them. More power to them. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I am biased, but I hate the new music edit. I know. I, 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 yeah. So admitting I'm biased because I did the last music edit. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, did, I didn't care for it either. I didn't care for it either. But I'm a fan of the song. I love the song. So Well, the, the song's awesome. I actually have it on my iPod. It comes on in my car on random. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's uploaded um, to my Google Play Music account. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So, uh, you know, barring that, but I, I will say that's the one area where I would constantly get feedback when I was running the show that people wanted it to be shorter. Yes. And I never caved because I was like, screw you, I love this song. <laughs> and so... Can never so, play it enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I hate to edit, but it's not their fault. Right. It's it's mostly my bias. Right. Um, and, you know, obviously uh, much success, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure the show is in good hands. So there you go. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm curious to see where it's going to go in the future and... Uh, um, I'm just happy that they're that they're keeping it alive. Cause I'm glad they're back. Yeah, yeah, definitely glad yeah. they're back. Cool. Um, and, and our final piece of news: um, Andy Hop, who is uh, a guy I consider a buddy, mm-hmm. um, and Mother Oith Creations, um, has started their living campaign for low life. That is just such a cool concept. So Low life is so weird and so cool, and the fact that he's doing a living campaign for it. Who hasn't said, "Darn it! If I could just play a Twinkie Warrior, at least I would twice be a week. right." Totally, at least twice a week. Totally, I, <laughs> I love Low yeah. Life. Oh yeah, man. Um, and I will say, if you're on the East Coast, if you ever get a chance to go to any of the Mace conventions, and you run into a gentleman named Heath. He's giving out wild dice that say Ace on the sixth side. Medlin. Heath Medlin. Yeah. Also known as Pepster on the forums. Pepster, that's right. The Pepster. Get dice. down on your knees and beg this man to run a low life game for you. Really? I kid you not. I did not know there was a connection between he, a low life game and Heath. Pepster he is known for his low life games. Wow. And I don't know if he's done it recently or if he's even messed with the new edition of it, but um, he puts on a low life game that uh, it, it's great it, start to finish. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the the, uh, the ace dice. Yeah. We should reach out to him and see if we can get some of those maybe even for our uh, for Patreon as a, as a giveaway. That'd be kind of cool. I think, uh Yeah. I don't know, maybe that not. would be that would be neat. We should talk to him about that. Yeah, let and, us know if uh, you'd like some Pepster Ace dice. Yeah, that's right, that's right, and we'll we'll discuss that with him. Yeah, he's always been uh, a great guy. He supported he's supported every podcast I've been on in one way or another. Yeah, and although so, I, I've heard uh, I've heard rumors that uh, some some people at the conventions will ban his dice at the table. Uh, yeah, we call those people not fun. <laughs> and we call them uh crotchety and we oft- we often call them clint black <laughs> um so <laughs> nice so uh a quick story about the ace dice uh yeah i know yeah. this show is going long but i'm gonna do it anyway do it um uh 
uh, Heath was giving these out at Mace. It was the Mace that I went to uh, with Veronica. We were there as guests. Right. And um, Clint ran a necessary evil game that ostensibly, according to Clint, because of these dice, his Mace game was done in like an hour because of the way the players rolled. They plowed through his game. Everybody at the table had these ace dice. And Clint had a little bit of a tantrum about it. <laughs> like, uh, not an angry tantrum. Just that like kind a, of... Like a pouting kind like, of... Like, kind of complaining to the point where everybody just laughs at you when you do it. So it right. wasn't, like, a serious thing. That's classic. But uh, but those dice really got him through. And I will tell you, my wife, doesn't matter how cool the die is that I put in front of her, she does not play Savage Worlds games, or any game that uses a D6, without the ace dice that we've gotten from, from Heath. Nice. So yeah, these these dice are deliciously broken and awesome. Yeah, so. uh, I've I've got a handful of them, and uh, yeah, yeah, he sent me some just out of the kindness of his heart. So yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, absolutely. So so that's it. I think we're coming in on thirty minutes or something. But oh my god, yeah, we, we might have to. Yeah, we'll see how this turns out. We're, but, we're uh, making up for the fact that our last episode was kind of anemic. And it's the holidays, so consider it free uh, free ten minutes extra if it ends happy up. Happy Thanksgiving. Minutes. I'm thankful happy, for a long happy episode. Thanksgiving. Of, I'm thankful for a long episode of. Uh, of uh, Savage Bloggers Network yeah. News. And you know what, Ron? I'm thankful to have you as a co-host on this on this Aww. podcast. I'm thankful to have you have me as a co-host on this podcast. I think you're just thankful that I do the editing. I'm very thankful you do the <laughs> editing, as is evidenced by the lack of Simply Savage. Right. Totally yeah. my fault, folks. I'm going to say that. it again. <laughs> all right, all right. Take us out before I start all getting right. too guilty. Well, as always, thank you all for listening. And be sure to visit the SBN website at www.savagebloggers.net, where we've got links to the aggregated SBN RSS feed. If you're not subscribed, shame on you. Uh, We've got podcast subscription links there and more. And if you enjoy our podcast and you want to show some support, be sure to check out our Patreon page or PayPal donation link, both of which are available on the main website. Whatever you do until next time, keep it fast, furious, and fun. Hey, Christian, I've been thinking about starting a band. Really? What are you going to call it? Yeah, I'm going to call it Ego. Okay. And then the first album will be Greatest Hits Volume 1.